Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. All right. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy, and holy shit, what a day. What a day. And that was War Pigs by Black Sabbath, and there's a specific reason for that. You know, Vince? Mm-hmm. When uh, we talked about the possible scenarios that could unravel during the midterm elections, one of those scenarios were that they do coup 2.0, that they steal the yeah. Senate, they steal the, the states. Um, we were unsure if they would try to steal the House or not. But uh, when people started yelling and screaming that they were going to steal it, what did we say was going to happen? When people started yelling they were going to steal it. Yeah, it is after, after the midterms, if they, you, oh. if they did that one where they formed coup 2.0, we said specifically that they would cover it up with distractions. They would do World War II before anybody could do a civil war or anything yeah, like world that. War they will III. send every yeah world yeah World War Three. They'll send everybody overseas. They'll start a war. Look what happened today. We get a Ukrainian missile hitting Poland, killing two people, and everybody in the international community. It's Russia. Of course, it's a false flag operation. Exactly what we said would happen. I didn't expect it this soon, but there it is, right there. And, you know, Donald Trump's coming out tonight. We have right now President Biden, quote-unquote President Biden, I, President Biden, illegitimate President Biden, meeting with the G7 and NATO leaders right now at the G20 summit. Called an emergency meeting. And I put on my Twitter a little while ago, and I said, potentially you're going to see... NATO airstrikes on Russian targets in Ukraine by the end of the night. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm being, I'm hypothecating here. I hope not because you don't want to fuck with that lion. And, dude, this, this, this isn't scary stuff. This is serious stuff. 
And I don't mean to be doom and gloom with anybody out here. I think everybody understands what we've been saying, what was going to happen. And man, we like we had multiple scenarios for the midterms, you know. But the one scenario that we did call, it it did happen. Yep, and Colonel McGregor says we will lose bad if we fight the Russians. They are amassing for a winter offensive. Absolutely. Uh, Colonel McGregor was on another podcast today called and, and the name of the show was called The Calm Before the Storm. And yeah. he basically came out and said Russia is just messing with Ukraine right now. They are not even basically fighting a war. You have US contractors, soldiers helping Ukraine, assisting oh, no. Ukraine. Um, yeah. And he th- that Putin and their generals are setting them up. And we knew yeah. that this false flag operation potentially would come about. We've been whether it was nuclear or whatnot, here it is. If they come out and say, hey, look, you know, this was a Ukrainian missile that, that missed and our bad. Okay, great. I'll be happy. No, they're not, though. They're but they're not. We, have, we don't know nothing about that. We don't know anything about that. That's exactly right. So what we're doing tonight is there's no after dark chat. I'm moving. I have movers here tomorrow and Thursday. So I have to pack. I have my realtor upstairs helping me pack. She's packing my pantry and stuff like that. So I have to do a lot of work tonight into tomorrow. Uh, we're, there's Dark Delight show is being covered by Jim Price this week. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday would be Jim Price on the Dark Delight show. Uh, Vince is covering the Daily Dose on Thursday. We don't know about Fringe yet, but I think he's gonna. There's probably gonna be a Fringe on Friday. I got my grandfather's funeral on Friday night, so I apologize. Can't be there for that. Uh, I'm traveling this week, and then next week we'll be back to normal schedule. Um, but uh, once Donald Trump comes on, we're gonna swap right over the Donald Trump live. We got it. I got it playing right up here, waiting for it to come on. And so once Donald Trump comes on, we'll switch on over. We'll switch on over to that. So if people can just give me a heads up when that comes on, we'll go right over to Donald Trump. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's good to start talking right now about what the potential announcement is. We 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 have okay. we have a lot of news to cover, but it's not as important as this event that we just talked about, the stolen election, the FTX scandal, okay? Yeah. And, and then what we also have is the Donald Trump announcement. And then, shit, there's something else. And, and the globalists. I, I, you know, Klaus Schwab and the, the prime minister, the president of Indonesia today. Uh, that was really interesting. And, I mean, you know, look, maybe I can pull up Klaus Schwab's clip right now. I, I, I think I have it right here. Yeah, you know, on top of them just <clears throat> lunging into World War III after stealing the election here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is apparently a scenario we're seeing unfold now before our eyes. Hopefully it doesn't escalate further. The Great Reset is going to play huge into this because they're going to absolutely sink their teeth in and push their agenda forward to make up their lost time. That's guaranteed. It, so. it is. And if you listen to what Klaus... So Klaus Schwab said this earlier today. Right afterwards, this Ukrainian missile goes into Poland, kills two people, and they blame it on Russia. Just listen to what Klaus Schwab has to say here. Vince, you're spot on, too. Because if you look at all the challenges, we can speak about a multi-crisis, an economic, a political, a social, an ecological, an institutional crisis. But actually, what we have to confront is a deep, systemic, and structural restructuring of our world. Listen to what he says. Systemic and structural restructuring of our world. So he calls for a restructuring of our world, then listen to what he says next. 
And this will take some time. And the world will look differently after we have gone through this transition process. Politically, the driving forces for this political transformation, of course, is the transition into a multipolar world, which has a tendency to make our world much more fragmented. Did you hear that? Multipolar world, which has a tendency to make our world much more fragmented. So Klaus Schwab right here is calling for a restructuring of the social, political, and economic structure of the world. Then he goes on to say is that this is going to produce a multipolar political world of which has the tendency to fragment the world in the process. Welcome to the Great Reset. It's here. It's happening. And they, they just formed their coup. Nothing happened. Moving on like clockwork. Which this would have happened almost a decade ago. Right. Or I guess a decade ago. Well, yeah. Well, and, and listen to what the Prime Minister of Indonesia has to say. So let's have a digital health certificate acknowledge. Of course, oh, man. If you have been vaccinated or tested properly, then you can move around. So for the next pandemic, instead of stopping the movement of the people 100%, which clogged the economy globally, you know, you can still provide some movement of the people. Indonesia has achieved, G20 country has agreed to have this digital certificate using WHO standard, and we will submit into the next the, uh, World Health Assembly in Geneva as the revision to international health regulation. Listen to what he says there. He pauses and stops himself. The uh, World Health Assembly will submit into the next. Will 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 submit into the next pandemic, which he meant to say, because he's already said the next pandemic three times. The uh, World Health Assembly in Geneva as the revision to international health regulation. So hopefully, for the next pandemic, we can still see some movement of the people, some movement of the goods, and movement of the economy. Guys, they're already planning the next pandemic. They're getting everything ready for the next pandemic is, no, we're not going to do restrictions on you. No, we're not going to force, you know, force this stuff on you. But if you don't have your digital vaccine passport, your global ID, you can't go anywhere. And that ID is going to require a fucking vaccine. That's a, so basically, the next time they're going to say, "Okay, look, we're not going to restrict anything. We're not going to do this." But in order to do anything, you have to have this. You have to have this passport. So, is the vaccine push? You know, we get into that whole theory of why do they want everybody vaccinated? Of course, there is the genocide agenda, which mm -hmm. Bill Gates is a big fan of, and others. Um, and there's also the theory of technology, or there may be the, another theory I'll put out there is that maybe it's for something that isn't being injected yet. You, um, you could be very, very right. I wonder. That the real issue 
the real depopulation hasn't even started yet. Did you, did you see this article today? Sperm counts worldwide have plunged 62% in 50 years. Wow. Terrible. I recommend everybody go look up microplastics and depopulation. Microplastics are added to your foods. You don't know about them, but they kill testosterone and sperm production. Uh, Representative Steve Scalise has been elected to the House Majority Leader. So he served as the Republican whip for eight years. It has been my honor to fight for American people as Republican whip for the past eight years. I'm humbled to be elected as my colleagues have served as Majority Leader in the new Republican Majority House of Representatives. Uh, And Kevin McCarthy has been nominated as Speaker of the House. And what did I say last night? That's not good, and we're probably going to see it. I said last night, I said, look, the Democrats, they don't care about the House of Representatives as long as their man gets in as speaker. Kevin McCarthy. Rhino alert. Yep. Rhino alert. Not not even rhino alert. This is just, this is coup, coup, coup. It reminds me of a a Bill Hicks Hmm. bit that he did of... uh, you know, the, the, the anti-Castro pigeons flying over the book de- depository going, coo, coo, coo. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, some good news. Uh, Arizona Cochise County Board of Supervisors seeking to force a hand recount of ballots. So that's some, some good news there. And I hope that uh, more county supervisor, board of supervisors come forth and do the same thing. Um, Hunter Biden showed up on Twitter today. Did you see this? Yeah. So Hunter Biden showed up on Twitter with a profile and then deleted the profile right after. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it was uh, the uh, chairman, uh, WSB Wall Street Bets chairman came on and asked him a question about uh, 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 SBF, about the Democrats and the donations of the Democrats and Hunter Biden's like, I don't, uh, we're not getting to get in the, in the politics. And then they deleted them, removed them from the chat. Wow. Yep. Wow. Interesting timing, huh? Yeah. Not really. <laughs> so oh gosh. this is the type of rhetoric that I'm seeing right now. And it's making me a little nervous. Mm-hmm. This is John Solomon. Okay. And, and this is only a few hours ago. He said, uh, He says, with Russia missiles hitting Poland, killing two, what do you think happens next? Putin is a criminal. The U.S. must respond. Putin is a criminal. Poland must respond. This is NATO. They must respond. So John Sullivan has been pretty pretty transparent in the truth, a fighter for the truth. And why is he blaming this on Russia? Why is he assuming right off the bat that this is Russia? That's their narrative, and he's going with it. That's pretty there, alarming. There you go. It's their narrative, and he's picking up on it. Who else picked on it? Paso. Jack yeah, Pasbiak. Well, he has family out there. Oh. So I think it's that yeah. as well. Yeah. Because I saw that, and I was like, what the hell is going on? And, you know, a lot of people listening have family out there, and it is. You don't want to see people you know or people close to you or close to your heritage get hurt. You know, that's why this is such a disgrace that all this violence is happening around the world. 
And this is just the sickness of the people that are pulling the strings, the puppet masters. It's just disgusting, man. It is. Now, whether it's a Ukrainian or a Polish person, whoever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. People are people. So, so this just actually came to me is the other day there is a TikTok. Um, and I confirmed this TikTok was accurate that in China, two days ago in China, okay. The Chinese government released on WeChat and all their other social media and their newspapers, prepare the country for war. Wow. Okay. Now, we thought that this potentially had to do with Taiwan. But what happened today? Poland. Oh, the Poland bombing, yeah. Who's Russia's number one ally? China. If the United States starts... If there's airstrikes... If there's airstrikes, there's going to be problems. I'm telling you. So, Justin, Trump files FEC forms to run for president in 2024. So, if that's all... Go. So, I, I want to touch on this. And we got tons of news. But this is kind of like one of those nights. I think everybody in this audience and in a lot of the Q World Truth Movement are all feeling the exact same way. If Donald Trump comes out tonight and just says, I'm running for president in 2024, Bog is dead. It's over. That, that's, like, that's it. Think about this. We just went through hell, two years of hell with Joe Biden. We went through four years of Trump with the plan, Q, all this stuff, right? If he comes out tonight and doesn't say... We got it all. We, we tricked them. It was a trap. We set them up. The information's coming out. If he doesn't say that, hey, I'm declassifying, I'm releasing the documents from, from Mar-a-Lago, Crossfire Hurricane, Hillary Clinton's emails, it's all coming out. You can go to True Social, get it right now, get the memes out there. If he doesn't come out and start doing something like this, if he just comes out there and oh, I'm running for president in 2024, dude, they just stole the 2020 election from you. They just stole the 2022 midterm elections for you. What the fuck do you think you're going to do in 2024? Does everybody True. agree with me on this? I mean, am I the well, only one thinking this? So, man, I think that if it's not very substantial, more than a new party, which is another um Rumor going around truth and elsewhere, a new party announcement, uh, or like you said, the presidential uh, running for president announcement. If it's not more than that, I think a lot of our expectations are way higher than that. Yeah, I do agree that it's going to be, I think that there have been failures over the last few years. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an uphill battle. I don't think it's over, but I think it's a lot further than we okay. were. I, I agree from. with what you're saying. So, Yes. I, I agree that it's an uphill battle. I've heard the rumors about the uh, the Lion Party, the Patriot Party, whatever we want to call it. This is a potential. I'll still be pissed. It, it's too. not enough. It's not enough. You know what? We, the people, deserve more than that because we've held back. Okay? We have been docile this whole time, trusting this. All right? We've been incredibly patient. And we just got our asses handed to us. Oh, well, we got the house. I don't give a shit we got the house. You know what you got in the house? You have 183 people that just voted for Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. That shows you what the majority of rhinos and establishment Republicans are in the House, which means absolutely shit is going to happen because Kevin McCarthy said, we're not going to impeach Biden. We're not going to investigate Biden. Yeah. It's so corruption. That's right. Finest. 
So the House doesn't matter if we don't have American First candidates in there in the majority. The, the, the truth movement doesn't matter if we don't get Republican American First candidates into the governorship that can actually investigate voter fraud and do something about it at the state level. Okay? Yeah, they just essentially could undo anything that we do with this oh, again and again and again. Well, you just saw that the Senate, uh, 47 Senate Democrats, including Pelosi, Schumer, Feinstein, and so forth, just joined with the Republicans um, on a on a bill. I, ju- I just saw this on. Uh, what the fuck was it? I had it pulled. I have it pulled up here somewhere. What is this? I think I heard. I heard something. Um... Got me the gateway pundit. Hold on, let me let me pull it up real quick. Um, we got oh, then you got Tom Emmer, who's gonna be my congressman, coming in as a majority whip. No, where is this? Does anybody know the bill I'm talking about? I just had it up, and now I can't find it. But I saw 47 Democrats join the Republicans for this bill, which should concern you. What the hell was it? It was. um... I'm not seeing anything. I don't know. Oh, God. Oh, you know, I know where it was. I know where it was. I can pull it up. Um, Let me see. It's got to be here. All right, and if Trump's on time, it'll be about eight minutes. Okay, we're, we're going to jump up. right to it when he comes out. Let me just search for it. Communism coming to America. You're, you know your intro's just become oh. more and more valid as time's gone by. My what? Your intro? Yeah. With Gundy? Yeah. <laughs> um, now I can't find it. I just had it. Oh, my God. It, it, it's one of the bills that they've been... Um, maybe it was climate or something. <clears throat> it, it was something international. But anyways, the Democrats have teamed up with the Republicans in Senate. This should just concern you to your core. We have been betrayed. The Truth Movement, MAGA, they, they utilized us, the vote party line, and then abandoned us. Because that's what they do. Pretty much. It's happened and no one's doing anything about it. They're just fine with it because they got their spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really gross. Yeah, it's got to stop. Oh, and then the cover-up begins with uh, the FTX scandal. Investigators in the DOJ's corrupt Southern District of New York are taking over the investigation. This is the same Southern District of New York that's going after President Trump. And I got this. Our MJT is on. Coincidence, Zelensky calls for peace just days after FTX is caught funneling millions to Ukrainian aid dollars to U.S. Democrats. And then after FTX collapses, what immediately happens with Joe Biden and the Democrats, Vince? Mm-hmm. $47 billion aid package to Ukraine today. Yep, of course. Like clockwork. Yep. Expect more of that. They're going to do it. They're going 
full throttle, dude. You know, none of these people deserve these positions, actually. And uh, it's unfortunate that so many people are just complicit in this scheme. Yep. So, um, oh, that's to pick Speaker of the House. So, what is it? Establishment Republicans could assert are working with Democrats to pick House Speaker. What? what the fuck? <laughs> like, you can't make this shit up. Yeah. And then here's this Tom Emmer, who's going to be my congressman in my district. And yes, in two years, if I can, I might run Minnesota District 6. I might. If I can gain some traction nice. in Minnesota, I will go against him in the primaries. I, 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 I will. I, I will. Absolutely. He's a rhino. I don't like him. ESG. I don't like ESG. I hate ESG. We talked about Hunter Biden. Uh, today, Texas Governor Abbott declares invasion on the border, invokes U.S. and Texas constitutions to deploy guard troops to repel illegal immigrants. Oh, interesting. This was this was good. You know, I yeah. mean, should have done it a lot sooner. <laughs> but yeah, interesting that it's right after the election. So we're going to be uh, following that and see what happens to that. Patriots in Arizona call for a new legitimate midterm election on December 6th. Um, this is happening. This is, uh, we demand a real midterm election immediately. Uh, demands for remedy. This is coming from uh, people all over Arizona. The officials of Maricopa County are actively obstructing the will of the Arizona voters. They gave a list of demands. We immediately demand the following. A special master assigned to oversee Arizona elections, removing Katie Hobbs, Bill Gates, and Stephen Riker from election oversight. Conduct a new election in Arizona on December 6th. In-person voting, paper ballots, identification required, precinct-level hand-counting of ballots on December 6, 2022. Ballots counted at the precinct to be sealed and transported by the county sheriff to a secure location. Complete election process transparency. Arizona citizens demand election officials agree to these terms by close of business on Friday, November 18th. If these demands for a new election are refused, Arizona citizens joined by American citizens from across the country will peacefully descend on Arizona until the new election is conducted. That's... Do it. I'm telling you. What did I say? I said shot heard around the world. I said you're going to potentially see the shot heard around the world coming from Arizona because they're, they're not going to do anything with this. No. They're going to laugh at them. Continue. It's going to continue, nope. but you know, will they make any headway? I hate to see it go this way. I wish it would just be swift and quick and it, it's over, but man, it just doesn't ever seem to go that way. Does it? Yep. And, and look at this. I mean, illegal aliens are now being considered climate migrants, according to globalist pushing population replacement. And isn't that interesting that this all comes out on the same day that Abbott says that they're, there's an invasion at the border. Now they're climate migrants. And so the United nations will get involved and say that, that, Abbott is violating international treaty. Oh, yeah. Shoot. It's their word magic. That's their word magic. Oh, gosh. I'm... So if anybody wants my opinion on that, so I saw John Wallace just say revolution for Arizona. Um, I said it last night. You had armed patriots guarding ballot boxes. Yeah. Arizona people, I'm telling you, that whole place is teeming red. To give you an idea, this is Kyle Becker. I posted this on my True Social. Mm-hmm. How red was Arizona in 2022? GOP beat the Democrats in the House races by 6%. 
GOP takes six out of nine House seats, flips two seats. GOP takes 16 out of 28 state Senate seats. Ye Treasurer outperformed Lake by 5%, Masters by 9%. Hobbs takes the governor, Kelly takes senator. The two positions that matter the most for the Democrats makes no sense whatsoever because those positions were clearly stolen. Without a doubt. It's probably in every state at to different extents. Yep. Probably a lot more than any of us are comfortable with actually admitting to. You see Pocahontas got fact-checked by Twitter today? Yeah, that loser. Ha. Let's be clear. President Biden has the legal authority to cancel student debt. Actually, uh, Article 2 does not give him the authority to do that. It, uh, only Congress can do that because Congress enacted it. The president cannot undo what Congress has done with the swipe of a pen. We're getting close to Donald Trump coming out. We're watching. I got Marjorie Taylor Greene up. We're going to turn to that here in a few minutes. Um, Elon Musk. Oh, my God. Just on fire today. So uh, Elon has fired numerous employees who were critical of him on Twitter in the company's Slack channel, according to Protocol. He comes out and says, I would like to apologize for firing these geniuses. Their immense talent will no doubt be of great use elsewhere. <laughs> and do you remember when uh, they had that video? of uh, Ligma and so forth being fired and they had all the boxes and they're outside being interviewed by the news. Of course, Mr. Ligma and Mr. Johnson. Yeah, and we're all, and everybody's like, dude, it's fake and the news was still broadcasting it. <laughs> and it, someone was like, I wonder if Elon put them up to it and basically set up the news. Yes. Well, well there's Elon. Welcome back, Ligma and Johnson. <laughs> he set them up. <laughs> That's so cool. Wow. Dude, he's That's like. An interesting, interesting dynamic of what the hell's going on here. Yeah, <sighs> this narrative is absolutely crazy. And Elon makes me scratch my head. Is he just playing enough of the middle to keep things going to or is he actually opposing him? I don't know. It's just such a who knows situation. I, I think Elon is uh, rogue. Yeah, I, I think that remember I talked about the multi headed Hydra and how there's multiple factions that are fighting for power. I think Elon is at his own table. They don't have the dirt on him. It's not that they don't have the dirt on him. Dude, you got to remember where Elon came from. Banking, finance, PayPal, um, you know, tech. His his mom, incredibly well connected within the elite. Like his mom, May, is like satanic elite. I don't think Elon's satanic. I think he's trolling the Satanist. But on the other hand, I think he, he realizes that, you know, look, I can become the richest person in the world. I can control everything I can control. I can get off this planet, get people off this planet, and I can do it with, with, with passion and compassion, hmm. right? Like, there's no reason to be evil. There's, you know, he doesn't believe in um, pop depopulation. He wants to repopulate Mars. He wants to go out there. So I don't think he's a puppet, honestly, mm-hmm. because if he was, I think that he would have been taken out by now. Uh, we're waiting for Donald Trump to arrive. It is 7.01. I see some people looking around. Uh, yeah, they're saying where it is he's walking out. I don't see him, though. And we'll we'll go to the volume rate when he comes up. We're just going to go ahead and give this commentary um, in the meantime. And uh, I, I see... do want to hear those first words, though. Oh, absolutely. Let's, let's just, let's just jump into it. A little bit. It's alongside of, of our great. So MTG is still speaking. They got the camera panning in. Once we see him coming out, uh, we'll, we will turn on the volume and go live. 
And uh, this is the moment of truth, guys. This is this is the moment of truth. This is what we've all been waiting for. This is what we've been all been kind of hoping to see. We're hoping that this comes out and is quite honestly. You want to know what I want? And I've been saying this for days. My fellow American. Up. Oh, yeah. My feet is behind. Okay, hold on. Is he already out? No, we have a we have like a ten second delay. No matter what we do. So. Oh. Right. Okay. Uh, well, that's not good. It's just 505 me. There it is. He is on stage. I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up Next to you and defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the Well, thank you very much. And on behalf of Melania, myself, and our entire family, I want to thank you all for being here tonight. It's a very special occasion at a very special place. You and all of those watching are the heart and soul of this incredible movement and greatest country in the history of the world. It's very simple. There has never been anything like it. This great movement of ours, never been anything like it, and perhaps there will never be anything like it again. There's never been anything to compete with what we have all done. Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests, and my fellow citizens, America's comeback starts right now. Two years ago, when I left office, the United States stood ready for its golden age. Our nation was at the pinnacle of power, prosperity, and prestige, towering above all rivals, vanquishing all enemies, and striding into the future, confident and so strong. In four short years, everybody was doing great. Men, women, African Americans, Asian Americans, Hispanic Americans, everybody was thriving like never before. There was never a time like this. We turned the page on decades of globalist sellouts and one-sided trade deals, lifted millions out of poverty, and together we built the greatest economy in the history of the world, 
When the virus hit our shores, I took decisive action and saved lives and the U.S. economy. And by October of the same year, America was roaring back with the number one fastest economic recovery ever recorded. How about that? All of the incoming administration and all they had to do was just sit back and watch. Inflation was non-existent. Our southern border was by far the strongest ever. And because the border was so tight, drugs were coming into our country at the lowest level in many, many years. Importantly, after decades of rising energy costs, the United States had finally attained the impossible dream of American energy independence, which soon would have turned into energy dominance. For the first time in memory, China was reeling and back on its heels. You've never seen that before, because the United States was outdoing them on every single front, and China was paying billions and billions of dollars in taxes and tariffs. The farmers know that because they got 28 billion of it. No president had ever sought or received one dollar for our country from China until I came along and we were getting hundreds of billions of dollars. Many people think that because of this, China played a very active role in the 2020 election. Just saying, just saying. Sure, that didn't happen. Instead of jobs and factories leaving America for China, they were for the first time ever leaving China for America. Businesses were pouring back because of our historic tax and regulation cuts, the biggest in both categories in history, bigger even than what Ronald Reagan was able to produce, and he produced a lot. China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea were in check and respected. They respected the United States, and quite honestly, they respected me. I knew them well. I knew them well. The vicious ISIS caliphate, which no president was able to conquer, was decimated by me and our great warriors in less than three weeks, and al-Baghdadi, its founder, was hunted down and killed. North Korea had not launched — North Korea had not launched a single long-range missile since my summit with Chairman Kim Jong-un nearly three years before we developed a relationship. And that's a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Very good thing, actually, because look at what's happening today. My opponents made me out to be a warmonger and just a terrible person who would immediately go into war. They said during the 2016 campaign that if he becomes president, there will never be a war within weeks and we will have wars like you've never seen before. It will happen immediately, and yet I've gone decades, decades without a war, the first president to do it for that long a period. The world was at peace, America was prospering, and our country was on track for 
an amazing future because I made big promises to the American people, and unlike other presidents, I kept my promises. I kept them. Thank you very much. Under our leadership, we were a great and glorious nation, something you haven't heard for quite a long period of time. We were a strong nation, and importantly, we were a free nation. But now we are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. For millions of Americans, the past two years under Joe Biden have been a time of pain, hardship, anxiety, and despair. As we speak, inflation is the highest in over 50 years. Gas prices have reached the highest levels in history and expect them to go much higher now that the strategic national reserves, which I filled up, have been virtually drained in order to keep gasoline prices lower just prior to the election. Joe Biden has intentionally surrendered our energy independence. There is no longer even a thought of dominance and we are now begging for energy help from foreign nations, many of whom find us detestable. Our southern border has been erased, and our country is being invaded by millions and millions of unknown people, many of whom are entering for a very bad and sinister reason. And you know what that reason is. We will be paying a big price for this invasion into our country for years to come. Hundreds of thousands of pounds of deadly drugs, including very lethal fentanyl, are flooding across the now open and totally porous southern border. The blood-soaked streets of our once great cities are cesspools of violent crimes, which are being watched all over the world as leadership of other countries explain that this is what America and democracy is really all about, how sad. The United States has been embarrassed, humiliated, and weakened for all to see. The disasters in Afghanistan, perhaps the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country, where we lost lives, left Americans behind, and surrendered $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment anywhere in the world, and Ukraine, which would have never happened if I were your president, are something <laughs> and even the Democrats admit that. That's something I've seen them admit over and over again. But our enemies are speaking of us with scorn and laughter and derision because of those two events. But there are many more. Even just today, a missile was sent in, probably by Russia, to Poland, 50 miles into Poland. And people are going absolutely wild and crazy. And they're not happy. They are very, very angry. Now we have a president who falls asleep at global conferences was held in contempt by the British Parliament 
over Afghanistan. Thanks to the words of wisdom, he said thank you to the wrong country for inviting him to a major summit on the environment, of all things. They fly for days to get there, and then he calls the country a name that was actually a country on another continent. <laughs> and he's leading us to the brink of nuclear war, a concept unimaginable just two short years ago. You cannot mention the nuclear word. It's too devastating. The Green New Deal and the environment, which they say may affect us in 300 years, is all that is talked about. And yet, nuclear weapons, which would destroy the world immediately, are never even discussed as a major threat. Can you imagine? They say the ocean will rise one-eighth of an inch over the next 200 to 300 years. But don't worry about nuclear weapons that can take out entire countries with one shot. Something is wrong with their thinking. Under Biden and the radical Democrats, America has been mocked, derided, and brought to its knees, perhaps like never before. But we are here tonight to declare that it does not have to be this way. It does not have to be this way. Two years ago, we were a great nation, and soon we will be a great nation again. The decline of America is being forced upon us by Biden and the radical left lunatics running our government right into the ground. This decline is not a fate we must accept. When given the choice, boldly, clearly, and directly, I believe the American people will overwhelmingly reject the left's platform of national ruin, and they will embrace our platform of national greatness and glory to America. Glory. Exactly one week ago, our citizens voted in the important midterm elections and despite a ridiculously long and unnecessary period of waiting, far longer, in fact, than any third world country, just a short time ago, the Republicans won back control of the House of Representatives. And it was with a great Trump-endorsed candidate, Congressman-elect Kevin Kylie, who is a fantastic person, a fantastic person. And I'm very happy it was his vote that did it. But we so we now won back. This happened just an hour ago. Much criticism is being placed on the fact that the Republican Party should have done better. And frankly, much of this blame is correct. But the citizens of our country have not yet realized the full extent and gravity of the pain our nation is going through. And the total effect of the suffering is just starting to take hold. They don't quite feel it yet, but they will very soon. I have no doubt that by 2024, it will sadly be much worse, and they will see much more clearly what happened and what is happening to our country. And the voting will be much different. 2024. 
Are you getting ready? And I am too. I am too. I do want to point out that in the midterms, my endorsement success rate was 232 wins and only 22 losses. You don't hear that from the media. And this is an elegant night and an elegant press place. And I'm not going to use the term fake news media. So we're going to keep it very elegant. But you don't hear that from the media. But I think you will, because people are starting to see what happened. That's some score. And in the primaries, it was 98.6 percent. But they were still trying to blame me. And the reason for the success and that unprecedented success rate is that the Trump administration changed our nation on trade, on securing the border with the strongest, safest border ever in the history of our country, on Islamic terrorism. We had practically just about, not that I can think of, no Islamic attacks, terrorist attacks during the Trump administration. And in fact, we got along very well with the various countries, including coming up with the Abraham Accords. That's a great thing, the Abraham Accords. But it's because of cutting taxes and cutting regulations at the highest level ever. And on building the greatest economy, any time in the history of the world, there's never been an economy like we had just two years ago. Despite the outcome in the Senate, we cannot lose hope. And we must all work very hard for a gentleman and a great person named Herschel Walker, a fabulous human being who loves our country and will be a great United States Senator. Herschel Walker, get out and vote for Herschel, and he deserves it. He was an incredible athlete. He'll be an even better senator. Get out and vote for Herschel Walker. We elected a group of incredibly talented America First leaders who will be stars of our party for many years to come. In the popular vote, another thing that's not discussed for the House, we must remember that Republicans won 5 million more votes, the largest margin in many, many years, over the Democrats. 5 million more votes. That's a big thing. Breaking the radical Democrats' grip on Congress was crucial. So in other words, because of our great congressmen and all of our great congressmen and congresswomen, we have taken over Congress. Nancy Pelosi has been fired. Isn't that nice? I told them, I said, if you just keep a little bit lower standard, you're going to have a big victory. They said, let's win by 40 seats. Let's win by 50. I said, if you win by two seats, be happy. But she's on her way to another country right now. She's been fired. <laughs> but we always have known that this was not the end. It was only the beginning of our fight to rescue the American dream. And it's a word you don't. You use two words. I don't want to be Joe. It's two words. American dream. That was not good what he did. There are a lot of bad things like 
going to Idaho and saying, welcome to the state of Florida. I really love it. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. So many incredible friends and family here tonight. It's such a beautiful thing. It's, some people say, how do you speak before so many people all the time? If, when there's love in the room, it's really easy, if you want to know the truth. It really is. You ought to try it sometime. <laughs> Together, we will be taking on the most corrupt forces and entrenched interests imaginable. Our country is in a horrible state. We're in grave trouble. This is not a task for a politician or a conventional candidate. This is a task for a great movement that embodies the courage, confidence, and the spirit of the American people. This is a movement. This is not for any one individual. This is a job for tens of millions of proud people working together from all across the land and from all walks of life, young and old, black and white, Hispanic and Asian, many of whom we have brought together for the very, very first time. If you look at the numbers, if you look at what's happened with Hispanic, with African-American, with Asian, and just look at what's happening. This is a party that has become much bigger, much stronger, much more powerful, can do much more good for our country. This is a job for Grandmothers and construction workers, firefighters, builders, teachers, doctors, and farmers who cannot stay quiet any longer. You can't stay quiet any longer. You're angry about what's happening to our country. Our country is being destroyed before your very eyes. It's a job for every aspiring young person and every hardworking parent, for every entrepreneur and underappreciated police officer who is ready to shout for safety in America. The police are being treated so badly. These are great people. They can straighten out the crime. They're the ones that know how to do it. We have to give them back their respect and their dignity. This will not be my campaign. This will be our campaign altogether. Because the only force strong enough to defeat the massive corruption we are up against is you, the American people. It's true. The American people, the greatest people on Earth, we love them all. And we love both sides. We're going to bring people together. We're going to unify people. And it was happening in the previous administration, previous to the previous. And uh, what was bringing them together was success. Prior to COVID coming in, the people were calling me, that were calling me. You wouldn't believe it. People that were so far left, I figured they'd never speak to me and I would never speak to them. But our success was so incredible, like never before. And then COVID started coming in from China. We call it the China virus. Some people call it other things, but it was devastating and we built it back and did an incredible job. But when people say, 
Republicans or Democrats or liberals or conservatives. I say we can all get together. And we were doing that. That was happening just prior because the success was greater than this country has ever had. We were leapfrogging China and leapfrogging everybody else. And everybody wanted a piece Oops, sorry. of it. I wanted to see what the chats were saying. But the tra chats aren't coming up. Sorry, guys. But just as I promised in 2016, I am your voice. I am your voice. The Washington establishment wants to silence us, but we will not let them do that. What we have built together over the past six years is the greatest movement in history because it is not about politics. It's about our love for this great country, America, and we're not going to let it fail. I am running because I believe the world has not yet seen the true glory of what this nation can be. We have not reached that pinnacle, believe it or not. In fact, we can go very far. We're going to have to go far. First, we have to get out of this ditch. And once we're out, you'll see things that nobody imagined for any country. It's called the United States of America, and it's an incredible place. We are Americans, and we do not have to endure what has taken place in Washington, D.C. This is our country, our government, and the Carters of power, or our, they're our Carters. They're not their Carters. These are our Carters. And we are coming to take those Carters back. So from now until Election Day in 2024, which will come very quickly, we'll go, look at how time flies. Look how fast it's all going. I will fight like no one has ever fought before. We will defeat the radical left Democrats that are trying to destroy our country from within and likewise protect us all. We want to protect us. We have to be protected from all of those nations out there that are looking to destroy us from beyond our shores. There are lots of nations that hate us gravely. And that's the problem. When they look at us in disarray like we are right now, when we go to them begging for oil and we have more liquid gold under our feet than they have or any other nation has, and we don't use it because we're going to them, it's crazy what's happening. We can't let it continue. Joe Biden is the face of left-wing failure and Washington corruption. He had a big G20 dinner tonight. Everybody flew over to wherever they flew over. And guess what? He never showed up. They're still looking for him. What's going on? G20, I used to love that, the leaders. I used to make deals for our country like you wouldn't believe. It was one, give me the next one, give me the next one. And we got him to stop taking advantage of our country. The, every nation took advantage of our country. We re renegotiated deals with Mexico. And Canada, USMCA, we got rid of the worst trade deal ever made. Ever made, NAFTA, the worst trade deal ever made. That's why the farmers love Trump, because we did a great job, but manufacturers also. And we did a deal, we restructured, we restructured our terrible deal with, terrible deal with Japan. And I did it with Prime Minister Abe, a great man, who unfortunately is so sad. He was a great friend of mine, but a great man, loved his country so much. But we restructured and made it a really terrific deal, and with South Korea and so many other countries. And 
The best of all was what we did to China. Uh, we made an incredible deal, but after COVID, I don't even bother talking about it because the devastation that that caused for the entire world was too much to bear. I will ensure that Joe Biden does not receive four more years in 2020. Can't do it. Our country could not take that. And I say that not in laughter. I say that in tears. Our country could not take four more years. It can only take so much. It's all very fragile to start off with. It can only take so much. In 2020, I received the largest number of votes of any sitting president in history by a lot. And we will do it again, but with even more votes this time. Many have noted that huge gains we have made with Latino voters, and I believe we will set even greater records with this crucial vote in 2024. The Hispanic voter, the Latino voter, has been unbelievable. Great people, very entrepreneurial people, and they want security. And everyone thought when I did the wall, I built the wall, and they thought, oh, that would hurt me with the Hispanic vote. No, it helped me because they understood. They wanted safety, they wanted security, they, and they understood the border better than anybody else. So they were amazed that we started that trend and now we're continuing with that trend. You look at what we've done in Florida, what everybody's doing now in Florida and Texas, along the border in Texas, won every single community. I won every single community. Governor of Texas called, great gentleman, just got reelected. And uh, he said to me, I'd like to talk to you for a second. Well, he said, you've done something that nobody else has done. You've won every single area along the borders, the longest since Reconstruction. I said, Reconstruction, I guess you call that the Civil War? That's what I call it. That's what I call it. Governor Abbott, very good man, and he's working hard. But it's horrible because what's happening is they're just sending hundreds of thousands of people right through his state, right through Arizona, right through all of the states. What's happening is they're coming up all of the states. And we can't have it anymore. This campaign will be about issues, vision, and success. And we will not stop. We will not quit until we've achieved the highest goals and made our country greater than it has ever been before. And we can do that. We can do it. Our victory will be built upon big ideas, bold ambitions, and daring dreams for America's future. We need daring dreams. It is not enough merely to complain or oppose. We don't want to be critics. We don't want to be complainers. I never wanted to be a critic. I never respected critics. They tell people what's wrong, but they can't do it themselves. We will win because we will fight with every measure of our strength and with every ounce of our energy to lift up the working men and working women of America and to restore the fabric of this nation. The radical left Democrats have embraced an extreme ideology of government domination and control. Our approach is the opposite, one based on freedom, values, individual responsibility, and just plain common sense. It's common sense. In two years, the Biden administration has destroyed the U.S. economy just destroyed it. With victory, we will again build the greatest economy ever. 
will take place quickly. We will build the greatest economy ever. You're not going to win. <laughs> and if you remember, I did it twice. I did it before COVID and then handed off something where the stock market was higher than just prior to COVID coming in. And we did it twice and we will do it again, but this time we'll do it bigger, stronger, better than anybody can even imagine. And one of the beautiful things of the pause, if there is such a thing as a beautiful thing, but one of the, the important factors of the pause is that we see how bad they've done. So we will be able to do it properly and it will be much easier. Everybody will agree with us because everybody sees what a bad job has been done during this two year period and it will be a four year period. Everybody sees that it will be much easier for us to do what has to be done. We will immediately tackle inflation and bring down to a level that it was, you know, we were at zero, but actually the best number is 1%. Do you know that? You don't want it really zero. You're, but we've, we were at zero. We actually got it to exactly 1%, the perfect number. One thing every economist agrees, don't have it zero, have it like at 1%. They even say one to two, but I said, let's do one. And we had it at 1% and we had it there for a long period of time and we had the value of the dollar, we had it so that this country could make a lot of money. And I fought other countries where they devalued their dollar, or they devalued their currency, whether it was the pound or whether it was the yuan or the yen. And I used to fight like cats and dogs with the leaders of other countries because they were stealing from us when they did that. They had artificial devaluations of their currency. It's a very important thing. I haven't even heard it mentioned in two years. That's a very important thing. It's very hard for us to compete when they do that artificially. And they had to pay a big price when they did it. And they never really did it for very long. I said, we're not gonna do business with you anymore as a country. And they believed me. And they let it go back up. Instead of putting America last, as the Biden administration has done very, very openly and bravely, because I can't imagine saying, let's put America last. I think it takes courage. We will again put America first. Every policy. Thank you very much. We do love our country, isn't it? That's why we're here. I didn't need this. I had a very nice, easy life. It's a, this is something I didn't need, and a lot of you people don't need either, but we love our country. We have to take care of our country. We have to save our country. Every policy must be geared toward that which supports the American worker, the American family, and businesses both large and small, and allows our country to compete with other nations on a very level playing field, which we never had until I came along and the Trump administration came along. And now we're losing it. They're moving back into China. They're moving back into these other countries. It's horrible. That means low taxes, low regulations, and fair trade, much of which I've already completed. But now we'll 
even greatly enhance. Other countries should pay for the privilege of coming into the American marketplace. They have to pay to come into our country and make all of that money, take it away from us. And thanks to the Trump administration, still the best and the biggest country in the world is what we have. We have the best and the biggest. If you remember, for many years, you can look in your projection books, China was going to take over from us as the largest economy in the world in 2018 or 2019. I said, I don't like that timing. And I was with President Xi, who's now president for life. I call him king. He said, no, no, I'm not the king. I said, yes, you are the king. You're president for life. It's the same thing. But I said, President, President, you can't do these things. You can't. Remember, they had China 25. That means China was going to take over virtually the whole world economy by 25. I said, that's not a nice sign. I don't want that sign. They took it down. They took down the whole slogan. Probably will be coming back at some point in the near future. But I found it very insulting. I said, I find that very insulting. On day one, we will end Joe Biden's war on American energy. And you will see, when that happens, you will see energy costs come down. And because energy is so big and so important, you will see inflation dropping, 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 dropping. You will see it come down. It's a thing of beauty. And you wouldn't think it's that complicated. Now, what has been complicated a little bit is what's happened to so many other things. I believe originally started by this energy disaster. We were $1.87 a gallon for gasoline, and now it's hitting five, six, seven, and even $8, and it's going to go really bad. The socialist disaster known as the Green New Deal, which is destroying our country and the many crippling regulations that it has spawned, will be immediately terminated so that our country can again breathe and grow and thrive like it should. It's very, very much hurting our country. Germany tried it, you know. Germany tried it. They were up for about a year. Remember I sent to Angela? Remember Angela? Do you remember Angela? Nobody's remembering her now. Angela Merkel, I sent her a white flag of surrender. She said, but why, but why do you send this to me, Donald? I said, Angela, I send it to you because this is a flag of surrender. You are getting 78% of your energy from Russia. And when that happens, history has proven that it's not good for Germany. Just take a look over the last 150 years. It hasn't been good. What I didn't know would take place so fast. And Germany closed, as you know, all of its coal-powered plants and its nuclear plants. They closed everything. And now they're building coal plants, and they're building them fast. And China's building a coal plant every week. Every week, they open up another. And then they talk about all of the things that they do environmentally. They are watching us die with the Green New Deal, with our windmills and with our solar that doesn't have the power to fire up our great factories and our great plants. They are watching us die, and they're laughing as it happens. Remember, economic security is national security, and that's what it is. We need economic security. <clears throat> that is why we will launch an all-out campaign to eliminate America's dependence on China. We will bring our supply chains, which are a disaster right now. You can't get anything. And good luck getting a turkey for Thanksgiving. Number one, you won't get it. And if you do, you're going to pay three to four times more than you paid last year. 
But we will bring our supply chains and manufacturing base back home, as we were strongly doing during the Trump administration, and we will systematically bring back wealth, health, and success to the American middle class and to America itself. Please. Please sit down. I feel so guilty having you stand. No. Now you've been standing for the whole for the whole event. I feel very guilty. I don't want that to happen. To every worker and family struggling to survive in the Biden economy with inflation destroying your family and your life, this campaign will be for you. Help is on the way. Joe Biden has abolished America's borders. We are going to restore and secure America's borders just like we had them before, best ever. We built the wall, and now we will add to it. Now, we built the wall, we completed the wall, and then we said, let's do more, and we did a lot more. And as we were doing it, we had an election that came up. And when they came in, they had three more weeks to complete the additions to the wall, which would have been great. And they said, no, no, we're not going to do that. And that's when I realized that they actually want to have this disaster known as open borders. Hard to believe, isn't it? But one of the reasons we had so much success at the border was because of the fact that two things. We got Mexico to give us free of charge 28,000 soldiers. That helps. And the uh, president of Mexico is a great gentleman, by the way. Socialist, but that's okay. He can't have everything. But he's a great man and a great friend of mine. But 28,000 soldiers while we were building the wall. And then when the wall was finished, that's how we set all these records. We have records that nobody can even compete with. Right now, uh, it's a disaster. I believe it's 10 million people coming in, not 3 or 4 million people. They're pouring into our country. We have no idea who they are and where they come from. We have no idea what's happening to our country. We're being poisoned. Within moments of my inauguration, catch and release will be gone forever. Remain in Mexico. Remain in Mexico, which was so important. Everybody came in here. They remained here, and they never left. You couldn't get them. You couldn't find them. I had a policy, remain in Mexico. And if you think it was easy for me to get the president of Mexico to agree to that, it wasn't. But we got it. And they terminated it. Can you believe? So now they come in here, they stay, and we have no idea where they are. They get lost. And it's very dangerous for our country. And again, I'll say, we're going to pay a big price someday for what they're doing. We will begin the process of safely removing the illegal alien criminals that have been unlawfully allowed into our country. We have no choice. We have no choice. And in restoring border security, we will stop the flow of deadly drugs and horrible human trafficking, which both have been set upon us like never before. The human trafficking, you think of it as an ancient thing. It's not ancient. Because of the Internet, human trafficking is worse than it's ever been in history. And we stop them at the southern border, which is the number one port all over the world, the southern border. So much comes through the southern border. Number one port, and we stopped them. And now it's at levels that are many, many, many times what it was just two years ago. Biden and the radical left had left loose on this total breakdown of law and order. It was a Total breakdown of law and order. I will restore public safety in American cities and other communities that need our help. 
And if they don't want our help, we're going to insist that they take our help this time. Because, you know, the Democrat governors, these are all Democrat cities. The governors and mayors are supposed to ask for the help, and they would never ask for the help. And yet people are being shot and killed at random like nobody's ever seen before. And we sent in the National Guard in Minneapolis and in other places. In Seattle, we went and we were, uh, we were getting ready to go. And they took over part of the city. And the governors, the Democrats, don't want to ever ask to do anything because they don't want to shake things up. In the meantime, the cities are rotting. And they are, indeed, cesspools of blood. So we're going to go and help them, even if they don't want the help. We will give our police back their authority, resources, power, legal protection, and we will give them back their respect. They're great people. And I will immediately launch a no-holds-barred national campaign to dismantle the gangs and clean out the nests of organized street crime. You know, the worst, the worst criminals, the worst gangs are MS-13. And uh, under the Barack Hussein Obama administration, they were unable to take them out because their countries where they came from wouldn't take them. And I learned about that in my first day, I actually say. But I learned about it, and I said, which countries? And it was Honduras and Guatemala. It was El Salvador, some others. And I said, how much do we pay them? Sir, you pay them $750 million a year. That's a lot of money. I said, all right, stop payment. We're not paying them anymore because they wouldn't accept them. They would put planes on the runway. So when our plane would come out with these gang members from MS-13, the plane couldn't land because other planes were on the runway. The buses weren't allowed to get through their borders because they had stronger borders than we did by far. They had borders. We don't have borders. They had borders. Other countries that we defend have borders. We defend other countries' borders, but we don't defend our own. But these countries, and I got to know all of the presidents and prime ministers. I got to know them all. And I said, all right, stop payment of the $750 million a year. They won't take them. And you could not get anybody back in because they sent them out. They didn't just come out. They sent them out. They don't want the bad ones. They want to keep their good ones. They don't want the bad ones. These are gang members that will kill, and they like using knives because a knife is more painful than a gun. You've read the stories. MS-13, these are savages. They say, oh, please don't use that name. They're people. No, they're not. These are savages. And so we went along, and I said, stop payment of the $750 million. And I get a call the next morning from the presidents of every country that we're talking about. Sir, there seems to be a misunderstanding. What's the problem? Is there, is there anything we can do? Yeah, you're not taking your MS-13 gang members back that you sent to us. In the caravans, I love the name. I came up with it. I love the name. The caravans, thousands and thousands of people. And in those caravans, you have some rough, rough people. I said, you're not taking them back. Well, we didn't know that this was a problem, sir. Is there anything we could do? I said, yeah, take them back. We would be glad to take them back, sir. They took them back. I still didn't give them the 750, but that's okay. And by the way, now Biden wants to give them $4 billion. They were happy with 750, and now they want to give them $4 billion. Somebody someday is going to explain that one to me. It actually makes you rage with anger when you hear that. They wanted 750 so badly, and now they're getting $4 billion. We will wage war upon the cartels and stop the fentanyl and deadly drugs from killing 200,000 Americans per year.
And I will ask Congress for legislation ensuring that drug dealers and human traffickers, these are terrible, terrible, <clears throat> horrible people who are responsible for death, carnage, and crime all over our country. Every drug dealer during his or her life on average will kill oh, 500 people with oh, the drugs on. they sell, not to mention the destruction of families. I'm going to refresh but the window real quick so we can see the, see the chat. Everyone who's need, I don't like to say this, and I don't even know if the American public is ready for it, and a lot of my people say, please don't say that, sir. That's not nice. They kill 500 people each on average. And if you don't do this, in China, when I was with President Xi, I said, President, do you have a drug problem? No, 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 we don't. He looked at me like I didn't know what I was doing. He said, uh, no, we don't have a drug. How come you don't have a drug problem? He said, quick trial. What is a quick trial? Quick, I sort of knew. What is a quick trial? That's where, if you get caught dealing drugs, you have an immediate and quick trial, and by the end of the day, you're executed. That's a terrible thing. But they have no drug problem. The only drug problem they have is they make the fentanyl that comes... So if you guys are paying attention, this chat is exactly what we're all thinking. Just an FYI. Nobody ever mentioned it to him again. We were stopping it. That was way down, that number. But they send it in. But they don't have a drug problem. Uh, other countries, like Singapore, has no drug problem. No drug. You ask them. They don't even know what you're talking about when they say drug problem. They don't even know what you're talking about. They have no drug problem. Now, why should they sell there and risk their lives every time they sell when they can come to the United States and nobody even cares? They can do whatever they want to do and become rich. It's a disgrace. So if you want to get rid of that and also bring down your level of crime, probably 75 or 80 percent, that's the only answer. No more blue ribbon. I refuse to create them anymore. It was just a joke. It was... New York people wanting to be on a committee for publicity reasons, no? No more blue ribbon committees. That's the only way you're going to solve the problem. And I hope politicians are listening because they should do it quickly. Joe Biden has also proven that he is committed to indoctrinating our children, even using the Department of Justice against parents who object. It's a terrible thing. It's, it's so sad what's happening. When I'm in the White House, our schools will cease pushing critical race theory as they were. Radical civics and gender insanity. Or if they do that, they will lose all federal funding, but we'll get them to stop. And I will be the president who finally fixes education in America. We were doing great. We were doing, we were starting to really get it right. We will not let men, as an example, participate in women's sports. Is that okay? I didn't do that. No, no men. No men. <laughs> My people tell me, sir, that's politically incorrect to say. I said, that's okay. I'll say it anyway, if you don't mind. We've had, we've had tremendous, tremendous problems. And, and, you know, it's very unfair to women, just very, very unfair. We will defend the rights of parents, and we will defend the family as the center of American life. 
But who would think, standing up here 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that a politician, and I don't like to think of myself as a politician, but I guess that's what I am. I hate that thought. But that a politician would be up saying, we will defend parental rights. Of course you're going to offend it. Who would think that we even have to mention this? Who would think it even should be a subject to be talked about? We have to defend parental rights. Can you believe this? As Commander-in-Chief, I will get Biden's radical left ideology out of our military. And I did. I did. And in the first day, they put it back. They signed an executive order and they put it back. It was gone. We will abolish every Biden COVID mandate and rehire every patriot who was fired from our military with an apology and full back pay. Thank you. And they deserve an apology and they deserve full back pay and they'll get it. And unlike Biden possibly getting us into World War III, which can seriously happen, I will keep America out of foolish and unnecessary foreign wars, just as I did for four straight years. We will again have peace through strength. That's all it is. As events overseas have shown, to protect our people from the unthinkable threat of nuclear weapons and hypersonic missiles, the United States must also build a state-of-the-art next-generation missile defense shield. We need it. The power of these missiles and the power of a word that I refuse to say, nuclear, we have to have it. We need a defense shield. And we have to do it. And we actually have the technology, and we're going to build it. Just as I rebuilt our military, I will get this done. I rebuilt our entire military, which nobody talks about. When I got there, we had jet fighters that were 48 years old. We had bombers that were 60 years old. We had bombers where their grandfathers flew them when they were new. And now the grandchild is flying the bomber, but not anymore. But as I have said before, the gravest threats to our civilization are not from abroad, but from within. None is greater than the weaponization of the justice system, the FBI and the DOJ. We must conduct a top to bottom overhaul to clean out the festering rot and corruption of Washington, D.C. Thank you. And I'm a victim, I will tell you. I'm a victim. Think of it. Uh, the FBI offered $1 million to Christopher Steele, who wrote the fake dossier, if he will lie and say that the fake dossier was true. And he refused to do it, so it had to be really fake. And then they hired somebody, Demchenko, for $200,000 a year to focus on Trump and to get Trump and other things. 
including the raid of a very beautiful house that sits right here. The raid of Mar-a-Lago, think of it. And I say, why didn't you raid Bush's place? Why didn't you raid Clinton? 32,000 emails. Why didn't you raid Clinton's place? Why didn't you do Obama, who took a lot of things with him? We will dismantle the deep state and restore government by the people. To further drain the swamp, I will push for a constitutional amendment to impose term limits on members of Congress. It's time. It's time. And I will ask for a permanent ban on taxpayer funding of campaigns, a lifetime ban on lobbying by former members of Congress and cabinet members. No, I see what they make. They leave the White House or they leave Congress and they're paid millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. No, you have to have a ban. We want to ban on members of Congress getting rich by trading stocks with insider information. And many of our great members agree with that. They actually agree with that. And of course, we will do whatever it takes to bring back honesty, confidence, and trust in our elections. To eliminate cheating, I will immediately demand voter ID, same-day voting, and only paper ballots. <laughs> only paper ballots. France just had an election, 36 million people voted. It was all done by 10 o'clock in the evening, no complaints. You had a winner, you had a loser. The loser went home. Uh, the winner, the friend, <coughs> nice guy, but he was happy. But there was no complaints. And if there is a complaint, you check it out and you can fix it very easily. You can find out what's going on. No, paper ballots, same day voting, voter ID, so simple. And, and, we want all votes counted by election night. They spend all of the money for machines and all of this stuff, and they end up two weeks later, three weeks later. By that time, everyone forgot there was even an election. It's horrible. And this doesn't happen. I said it before. It doesn't happen in third world countries. They do better than we do. It's horrible what's happening with our election and election process. And I'll get that job done. That's a very personal job for me. I take that very personally. But this is just the beginning of our national greatness agenda. And that's what we call it, a national greatness agenda. Because our country can be greater than it ever was. All right, guys. Right. If you want to watch the rest of Trump, go ahead. We're fading away from this. I'm going to give my uh, my perspective on it, and uh, then I got to get my kids to bed. But um, yep. So I've been posting on Truth Social as this has all been going on. 
Uh, yeah, Hannity said he's going to make an announcement. Let's uh, hear what that is later on. Um, I'm looking at all the comments coming on RSBM with 339,000 people watching, and the majority of them are disappointed, disappointed, sad, nope, done, over, MAGA dead, GOP dead. Uh, Brian Cates came out and said, you better do something more than announce presidency. All he did was announce presidency. He didn't call out voter fraud. Um, you know, it was funny. He comes out and says, 2024, the voting's going to be different. But get out and vote for Herschel Walker. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what? Uh, Pepe on, on True Social just posted something. And I thought it was really interesting. He said, Trump essentially, essentially just confirmed that we are not at the precipice yet. This may frust you, frustrate you to know the end, but you must face it. There is nowhere else to go, so you must embrace it. If you embrace it, you alleviate the suffering rather than make it worse. Anons, you can make it. You know what, Ultra Pepe Lives Matters? Fuck you. Seriously. The fuck kind of shit is that? That's some psychological warfare type of freaking psyop shit. That's what that is. Okay? You know what? Here's the thing. You guys ready for this? We've been at the precipice since 2020. It just took two years for many of us to realize it. Think about that. Yep, he's done. He, uh, oh, no, no, he's not done. But anyways, you know, nothing can stop what's coming. And that's uh, whatever's going on. <laughs> They're, they're, I don't, I'm, I'm watching it up here. I'm not listening, but he's calling people out. You know, look, it's time for the people to stand up to speak up. We no longer shall be led by people in high places that obviously, look, I'm not abandoning Trump. Okay, listen, I'm not abandoning Trump. I hope you guys understand. I'm not abandoning Trump. What I'm doing is I'm saying that we're no longer going to put our faith in somebody else. We are going to start to rise up. Let's, let's get this movement rolling. Let's get this rolling. Let's build it up from the ground level, from the family, the community, the foundation. And let's get people organized. And let's get out there and take out the voter fraud. What do I think about Q now? Um, well, listening to Donald Trump and then listening to Q... I, I think they're two different worlds. I think he, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, many people are saying in the chat, he sold us out, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Uh, about Q and Trump, I think Q is absolutely real. I think Q is legitimate. Uh, we've had multiple validations of that point, but Donald Trump, I don't know. Maybe he's playing a card here. I don't fucking know, but either way, he just disappointed millions of people tonight. And so we all know this. We all understand this. I think what we do is we, we take a step back. We think about it. We, we clear our minds. And we all come together on the social red pill. We all come together and begin to develop a plan to take back the United States of America. Begin a plan to take back our communities. Because you know what? In two years since 2020, everybody was so caught up in discovering what voter fraud happened in 2020. Nobody was really going out. Not a lot of people were going out and reestablishing the community grounds that we needed to win elections. 
Hmm. So I leave with you guys this with this tonight. Yeah, we're all disappointed. We are all looking at this as he got played and he's moving the goalpost. I know how we're all looking at this. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be hurt. But understand that, look, we got each other. We're here. We're, we're, we're here right now. We are the people. All right? It is time for us to rise up. It's time for us to speak up. It's time for us to go out there and make a change and make a difference. And JTAC, that could be potentially be right. Maybe he did because of his family. I don't know. But I think it's something we can talk about a little bit more. And we'll definitely, we'll definitely talk about it. So I'll probably be, uh, tomorrow night is Wednesday night. I will be on the Daily Dose tomorrow night. So tomorrow night on the Daily Dose, we're going to discuss this. Um, and then we'll see about doing some of the uh, uh, After Dark chat tomorrow night as well. Um, so game on. Yeah, I, I, I think that what we're going to see here is we're going to start seeing uprisings. I, I, I honestly think is you're going to start seeing patriots say, fuck this shit. It's time to take back our country. And you're going to start seeing radical sections of the right-wing party start to rise up. And I don't mean the good ones. I don't mean the, the traditional conservatives. I don't mean us. I mean like the ones that I've always been talking about, the ones that just wanted to be left alone. Because he just pulled a lot of hope out of a lot of people's hearts tonight. So that's just my thoughts. But guys, listen, I love you. Much love, respect. We're going to talk about this tomorrow night as well as the after chat tomorrow night. Uh, maybe some things develop in that time. By the way, I don't know if anybody knew that since Trump, the day Trump left office to today is 666 days. <laughs> kind of interesting with symbolism there. But all right. But I would say is let it rest with you for the night, right? Think about it. Let it uh, let ideas start coming in your mind. And I think what we do is we go to the social red pill and tomorrow night we start discussing on how to save this country, how to build up from the bottom up, how to rebuild the family, the community, the cities, and how to take hold, back hold of this country, of our sovereignty, of our freedom. But much love, respect, guys. You guys take care. Um, I wish there was more to say tonight. It's very disappointing, but you know what? Sometimes you need that little disappointment in your life to light that fire under your ass to make you do what really needs to be done. And I think we're all learning that tonight. And so with that, Trump is done, by the way. With that, hope you guys all have a great night. See you tomorrow.